0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. uh, Pavel from Better World here. And today I have the super cool guest, which is uh, Rachel Atchison uh, from Human League. And she is uh, right now the uh, Director of uh, Outreach, uh, Senior Campus Outreach Director. And we're going to talk uh, today about how to save some farming animals, what we could do, and uh, what is the problem. Uh, about the about the meat, uh, as you know guys, one of, one of our goals, our collective goals is to decrease meat eaten by 20% and I'm really also I'm passionate about this one, I saw how the animals are treated, I see how much suffering there is and I also believe there's no need for that. I don't want any of being on this planet to suffer. Uh, So Rachel it's a pleasure to have you here. I know you're passionate about this subject as well
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me.
0: Cool. Okay Rachel, um, can we start from very uh, Simple basic stuff. Can we explore a little bit more? What is the actual problem? What's happening right now and for those people who are not aware already? uh, What's going on out there and why? the amount of meat eaten or how to decreasing of killing the suffering in the animal world. Why this is so important?
1: So right now in the United States we have about 9 billion animals that are suffering in today's factory farms. Now worldwide there's about 56 billion animals. And that's a number that's really difficult for a lot of us to grasp. So instead, you know, I like to think of one one mother pig who is stuck in a very common standard practice of uh, being in a gestation crate during her pregnancy and she's unable to turn around for four months at a time and that is just one of the many practices that that happens because we have this huge demand for meat Um, and so the work that i do is to promote reducing our meat consumption, promoting vegetarianism and veganism, and that is the, the gist of the general problem, is right now we have a very high demand for meat. Um, as we westernize our diets, we are eating more and more of it, so one one way to go about solving this problem is to get people aware of where their meat's coming from and hopefully decrease their meat consumption.
0: Okay, uh, Rachel, what will happen if, we have the, if we're going to continue what we do? What's going to happen? What are the consequences?
1: So, as I said, worldwide right now there's 56 billion animals, are farm animals, raised and killed. Um, but but uh, if we do nothing because of the increased population. We are going to have to raise even more animals. So, you know, I foresee that number getting to be 70, 80 billion animals each year um, that are raised and killed for our food. So, not only are are the number of animals suffering uh, going to be increasing, um, but the detriment on our planet um, is something that, you know, oftentimes we might not look at, but it's, animal agriculture is the leading cause of a lot of our environmental problems and so our environment's just going to be more and more destroyed
0: okay so um in case of the problem you also said mm, on our little small talk that a lot of uh, things with what's, what's happening, it's uh, that people take care of our animals like cat and dogs and maybe other animals but kind of it seems like not many people care about what's going on with the cows, pigs, chickens and, and, and we don't observe a big amount of donation towards that.
1: Yeah, so right now people do not donate largely to animal causes. The, you know, human global poverty is a huge issue. Yeah, it's very much interconnected. All of these social justice issues are very interconnected. And so we, when we do donate to animal causes, we donate typically to our cat and dog shelters locally and very little money is spent on farm animal welfare. And yet the number of animals that we're able to impact if we work on farm animal, farm animal welfare is huge. So it is a cause I think people should be donating more toward.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, so for example, Mm, I know also the cows causing the, the methane, this this gas which uh, which uh, ex- exploding. What what else? I, I still want to explore what else going to happen if we will. I, I sometimes I think honestly that that some of the people are really ignorant, and they they. I sometimes I think they don't even want to look at that direction. So they might if the the information is abundant abundant and free right now about uh, these things but it seems like not many it's not
1: i i would disagree i think that in our circles i think that it might be very accessible <laughs> i go into public schools private schools high schools and colleges and give presentations about factory farming and honestly people don't know about factory farming if they do they might think oh well the animals might not be treated very well but that's it they don't have any details about how they're treated they aren't hearing about castration or debeaking or tail docking so they're not they don't know any particulars and so it's hard to have empathy for a situation where you really don't know much at all. Um, so I would actually say that really people don't know. There's also, there's, there is a degree of people not wanting to know and not researching it further. It is something that is very personal to us. You know, we put our, we put food in our mouth three times a day. So there is some defensiveness, defensiveness that comes up. I, I, Overall, I don't think as many people know as we would think
0: Okay, okay. That's that's makes sense Rachel. Um, maybe this is a little bit of topic would I have in my agenda, but um, Why why this is happening? There's so much cruelty there. I, I, I can understand you know that humans want to eat meat, but I just I cannot understand what's going on There's so much cruelty like how's that how's the how's that possible like? the people don't feel or what's going on?
1: So I'll address two things. One, I'll address the larger situation of of why animals are treated poorly, but then I'll also talk about the workers who are at these uh, slaughter plants in these factory farms. So the general situation is that if we eat as much meat as we're eating now we have to raise so many animals and we don't actually have the space to raise as many animals as we're raising so instead we put tens of thousands of animals in barns in these very small barns they're called concentrated area uh, concentrated area feed uh, feeding operations Um, and when they are packed so tightly together, cruelty is, is kind of natural. If they're packed so tightly together, the chickens will typically peck one another to death. And so we have this formula of, of de-beaking, taking literally searing off their, their beak with a hot blade. So that in and of itself is cruel, right? But it needs to happen because if not, we, they, the corporations wouldn't be receiving as much profit. So that's just one standard cruel practice that you know, I would hope would be outlawed soon, but I know that that kind of has to happen in a situation where you're cramming five birds in one cage. And I don't place any sort of blame at all um, for their predicament. A lot of workers end up not thinking that these animals can feel. They don't think that these animals are sentient beings so why treat them with any sort of dignity or respect and other workers some of them are you know very psychologically unstable because after working in an environment that treats animals as poorly as factory farms and slaughterhouses do why uh, you know the mental health is is not as strong um, as we would hope
0: so let's talk a, a little bit about the, the the other side of this what is the solution what we could do um, to stop to change um, to start creating a, a new world for also for the animals
1: absolutely so on an individual basis i think Reducing your meat consumption, going vegetarian, going vegan is very helpful. Mm -hmm. One way I support this, um, one way I I encourage people to support this is by starting with Meatless Monday. Mm -hmm. So it's an international movement of people who are abstaining from meat one day a week to try and learn more recipes, more meat-free recipes, and just get more comfortable with the idea of skipping meat for certain meals. So... On an individual basis, we can do that. Now, globally, we are seeing more and more research done to come up with plant-based alternatives. So, I I foresee a world where we'll be um, growing clean meat um, in labs, and then you know you go to McDonald's and you're going to be getting this this cultured meat. So that's another you know another way we're going to end up helping animals um, and and solving this problem then there's a lot of different ways we can educate right people can make documentaries people can make movies um, write books uh, etc do what you're doing spreading it via me via media um, there's a lot of ways we can we can educate. And then we can work on the public policy side as well. So making laws that ensure basic protections for these farm animals. Sure, so
0: I understand that the first very important step is actually to dec- uh, decrease the, just have the meatless man or going to vegetarian or going to vegan. And actually the first very first step, if, if the, the, the comp- corporation's going to uh, see the less demand on the meat, Probably in the long term, if they're going
1: to be less and less. Absolutely. And I don't live in a naive world where I think that the world is going to be vegetarian. I don't think we need to live in a world where the world is vegetarian. I do think we need to look seriously at our diet and recognize how much excess meat we're eating.
0: Okay, uh, Rachel, yesterday, actually yesterday, uh, there was uh, something very interesting that um, I had in, in kind of it's what's were sent to me and that was the super meat idea uh, yeah. Did you heard about this?
1: I actually met the founder of it uh, this past weekend, or this past week at the National Animal Rights Conference, so Super Meat was tabling, and then um, there was also a uh, a cultured meat conference called New Harvest uh, 2016, and um, Benny, the the founder, he was at uh, that conference as well, so I got to chat with them. It's a really, really exciting project that I'm so excited is is happening in Israel, Uh, I think Israel is one of the fastest-growing vegetarian and vegan populations, and seems like it's really ripe for this sort of project.
0: Okay, but but we're talking about the same when they develop this meat from the cells of the, for example, the chicken. Yes. Yes. So it's it's from Israel. It's not going in the United States right now. The Indiegogo campaign.
1: So the. Group is from Israel. Yeah, the Indiegogo campaign is definitely alive and well in the United States. And I think that a lot of Americans are excited about this possibility, but the group is is from from Israel.
0: Okay. And so, um, because, for example, let's be honest, my first thought would be, oh, my God, that's cool. That can absolutely change the world if we can if we can do that but in this some other uh, idea was okay what about the genetically? what's happening with this meat in case of you know genetics uh, and and other stuff is it going to be really healthy or is it going to be um, I I bet it's going to be tasty but in the same time it's you know um, is it going to work so what's your thoughts about this?
1: so it's going to hopefully taste exactly like meat i think that is the end goal is to get a product to taste so much like meat that there's absolutely no reason someone would eat you know quote unquote the real th- the real thing i think that it's going to have a lot less cholesterol a lot less saturated fat so indeed it will definitely be healthier Uh, now i don't know how much how many resources is going to be needed to put into super meat uh versus you know how much how many resources we're putting into you know these these cows and and hog etc that said, I, I do think that any amount of resources we're putting into super meat uh, is going to be a lot less than we're putting into meat. Uh, alternatively, eating plants, so eating a vegetarian vegan diet uh, yeah, is, is the best option for sustainability. I just don't foresee a world that is going to completely adopt a plant-based diet. And so it'll be really exciting that, you know, you go to McDonald's, you go to Burger King, and it's going to, you know, be this fake meat.
0: Okay, yeah, guys, for uh, those who are listening to us, I, w- I will just make a comment. Uh, what is it, what we are talking about? Super Meat is the project that I, I, I had uh, in my hands uh, yesterday. And uh, basically, they uh, create the technology when they, for example, take a cells from from chicken, and they on in the kind of laboratory they are able to grow the real meat from that uh, cells. So they able to produce meat which is real meat, and this has has a real muscles and other stuff. Uh, just in the and and that could actually be the meat when, where people could eat and without killing any animals and uh, for me that's you they they collecting i actually yesterday they reached their first goal which was one hundred thousand okay,
1: dollars that's great
0: yes and uh, that's uh <clears throat> that's interesting that why i wanted to ask rachel uh, about this as well okay so um so i understand one solution is uh, let's don't talk about the super meat guys i will paste the link to indiegogo if you want to check this out i think it's really cool it's probably test it's still tests Uh, Coming back to the solutions that we can implement right now vegan being vegan uh, Participate in meatless Mondays, right? Uh, Becoming vegetarian or decreasing the meat eaten what else we could do to stop cruelty to stop killing animals
1: so There's the stop killing animals aspect, and then there's the welfare aspect of making the uh, conditions for these animals better. So, I myself am working on a campaign in Boston where, in Massachusetts, where we are working on getting a ballot question. So, in the United States, we have a, uh, in about half the states, we have the opportunity to ask the Citizens of Massachusetts the voters of Massachusetts if they want to pass a certain law and we can bypass the state legislature so for years we've been working with the state legislature to try and have them pass a law, but they have been lobbied very seriously by the animal agriculture industry and so that has not been a popular idea there and so we are taking it to the ballot and we've done polling that suggests that we are definitely there's a a high likelihood we will win Uh, that said it's going to take a lot of work in general but that uh, nothing fighting for there's a yes we're we're gonna fight for something that that is really good and Exactly, so um, we are. We just finished collecting all the signatures that we need to get on the ballot, and now in September and October, we're going. To, we're going to be canvassing. We're going to be um, getting billboards up and news uh, newspaper ads and TV slots, etc. And we'll be trying to get out the vote trying to get people aware of this issue and to vote yes on question three on the November ballot and thankfully the ballot is it's a very popular time in the US to be voting because we've got our presidential um, presidential question uh, in November so I'm really excited, this is one way that farm animal welfare is coming to the light. So if we are able to pass this legislation, it will ban gestation crates, battery cages and veal crates. So these are the worst systems of confinement for farm animals. So I, I really, yeah, I'm excited to get out there and get active for them.
0: That's, that's interesting and um, also I, I had the interview with the... A gentleman called Lloyd Pendleton, and he was the governor of Utah. And basically, they decreased the homelessness. And but we were we were talking how we can influence the government. <laughs> and also, he told me something very interesting that uh, if you wanna also wanna make some difference, um, and I think this is what we could do and, and encourage our tribe to do things. But they told us to send the paper. When you actually, you know, uh, telling what do you want or y- what you demand or what's your what's your point and sending to this uh, to the government, and he told me that receiving, for example, 100,000 separate letters will be way more powerful than. Of course, it's not. It's, it's so different than voting. Voting is uh, so powerful. It's probably the most powerful. Um, but just it, it came to my mind that also you know people from. Outside the United States might support because we know also if the first things happen in the United States, many countries are more willing to copy and adapt uh, those things. So, um, just to mention that maybe there is something that we can uh, do to support
1: absolutely so in for massachusetts we are bypassing the state legislature so sadly i wish that there was a number you could call into or a a address i could give you to write a letter instead we are trying to get every individual voter to vote uh yes on this question so if People anywhere in the world are excited about this. We have tons of volunteer opportunities in Massachusetts this fall. That said, sadly, there's not too much to be done except on social media and um, potentially, you know, writing comments in for letters to the editors, et cetera.
0: Sure, okay, uh, makes sense. Um, okay, so I understand in case of the being a vegetarian, uh, being a vegan, decrease the meaty, then vote, maybe start sending the letters to their government if they're in different countries to uh, absolutely to force them to do something or make a law to stop animal cruelty, uh, I mean, or increase the better treatment uh, for them. Is it anything else that uh, coming to your mind right now what, uh, what we could do to stop killing or increasing the, the um, quality of their life?
1: Yeah, so also another outlet is trying to increase the options that are available. So if you work at a restaurant trying to get more vegetarian and vegan options on the menu, if you work in a cafeteria working to get your food service provider to offer more vegetarian and vegan options, Um, even when you're just out to eat, asking to, you know, ordering the vegan option so that there is the demand for it. When you're in your grocery store buying the vegetarian, uh, vegetarian meat, uh, veg- vegan cheese, etc., so these are all ways that on a you know weekly basis you can go to your grocery store and and you know you vote every time you spend money. Um, so I, I encourage people to use that voice.
0: Okay, so it means that if you are owner of the restaurant, do the vegan option and invite people to also try that out. To also, vote with, uh, vote with your actions and in, when you're shopping, vote with your wallet on what you are spending money. Okay, cool. Uh, Rachel, uh, the exciting question, why are we going to win?
1: Why are we going to win? So one, we're on the right side of history. I think people will look back and see that the way we treat animals today is truly heinous. And so I know we're going to win because we are. We, we stand on that right side. Um, we're also going to win because Thankfully, in the 21st century, we have media such as, you know, a program like this. We have TV, we have social media that will spread ideas very quickly. And so, I think it's it is a great time to be an activist. Mm-hmm. And just one, uh, yeah, we are we are ready for it. Could you tell me also why, uh, maybe how
0: we are winning already?
1: how we are winning already so we are already winning because we have passed legislation in uh, dozens of states for farm animal welfare Mm -hmm. we are winning when you go to the grocery store you can see that there are dozens of vegetarian meat alternatives we are winning because people are starting to care about this issue and the number of vegetarians and vegans has been increasing exponentially in the past few years we are winning because i get media alerts whenever there is a mention of vegetarianism and veganism and the amount of mentions recently has been tremendous we are winning because we know that people are are getting to be more and more compassionate
0: um okay and also one of the videos i watched with you You said something very interesting, that the amount of meat eaten already decreased by 10% in the United States, is that true?
1: Yes, so we went from 10 billion land animals raised and killed for food every year to 9 billion. So we are definitely winning in the United States. Now, sadly, we are not winning in countries such as India or China, who are, as they westernize their diet, their meat, they're eating.
0: Okay. 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 Cool. So I want to ask you about um, round two, maybe three more questions. Um, okay. how the the future world, the better world, could look like in let's say in hundred years.
1: In a hundred years. So in a hundred years, factory farming will no longer exist. So. We will live in a world where if people want to eat meat, they're going to be getting their meat from a small farm. There will be no more animals crammed into tiny cages. Uh, in 100, worlds, 100 years, I, I think there will be the opportunity to eat meat that is grown in a lab instead of an animal killed. In 100 years, I think it's going to be easy to do this.
0: Um how we can calculate, let's say we as a better world want to put. okay, we want to do our best to, to support and decrease amount of eat meat and, and honestly, when we were choosing this goal, I, I'm more like, I'm, I'm, the reason we chose this goal, it's, it was mostly about the killing the animals. So we uh, were thinking, okay, if we can decrease right now the amount of meat eaten, and by 20%, that was our first goal that we developed. Uh, we can stop also killing some of the animals. How how do you think, how we can calculate that, how we can have this feedback loop that we're getting uh, towards this goal?
1: So, firstly, I, I would beg you to, to consider the killing of the animals as opposed to how the animals are being treated. So, I personally, I don't really look at the killing necessarily as I do the welfare of the animals up until the point of their their death. I think, you know, their death is probably very wanted by the point that they're at after living in a factory farm for several weeks, months, or years. So we at the Humane League look at the welfare policies that were, we're winning for animals. So for instance, working with corporations to have their eggs come from cage-free facilities as a, as opposed to battery cages. Okay. We work on a grassroots level to increase the amount of vegetarians that are in any of our cities. Mm-hmm. We now have 13 offices around the, around the United States and uh, are opening our Mexico office this year. Mm-hmm. So we try and increase the amount of vegetarians and vegans we also try and increase the amount of options that are that are in our cities so that we have a lot of metrics we uh, are an organization based on numbers so we look to the numbers to see if we are you know making that sort of impact. We are rated one of the most effective animal charities in our field because of this so we're not an ideological group. We instead are, are indeed very numbers based.
0: I I completely uh, relate. We measure everything, uh, here what's going on and how we're going to reach that. And I, I, I completely get this point. We cannot be idol groups. We need to measure and we need to have those, uh, uh, this progress and how we measure stuff. So. Uh, for example do you think like if we're going to inspire I'm talking about the long term so um, let's say one million people get uh, meatless Mondays uh, do you have any statistics or amount of data like how consume one person during the week or month and how we can calculate this one million people who gave up the meat uh, what they're going to produce uh, I mean how much going to save at the end of the month
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there are those figures out there. I myself don't have them offhand. I know roughly uh, with the U.S. diet, we eat about 31 land animals a year, and about 200 fish every year. So, if anything, uh, out of those 31 land animals, about 29 of those are chick- 29 of those are chicken. So, I encourage people to always decrease their chicken consumption or their fish consumption first. So, those numbers of of how many animals we're sparing are definitely out there and and it is sparing it's not saving right so we're not taking those animals from a factory farm and putting them in a farm sanctuary but over time we're gonna see that the amount of meats we're producing is decreasing so i hope that answers your question yes
0: What we also i understand what we can do uh we can uh, ask our listeners to support you guys financially donate right those kind of things how absolutely do people, how the people couldn't do it how people can do it.
1: So you would, uh, if you are interested in donating, I encourage you to do so at www.thehumaneleague.com slash donate. We also have a team Humane League. Anyone in the world could sign up uh, to raise funds for us. I am getting to be pretty athletic because I'm so interested in raising funds for the animals. So those are our two ways, either donating directly or um, joining our Team Humane League.
0: And also I understand that people can volunteer with you. How much hours do they need weekly to, to be your volunteer?
1: So honestly, we are adaptive to people's schedules. So I work with some volunteers who are free for three months a year, but then are busy the rest of the year. And so, you know, we adjust. Um, so. Whatever you have, definitely fill out our volunteer form and we'll be able to get in touch with you.
0: Cool. Okay, Rachel, thank you so much. And uh, I felt again, like I met another fellow dreamer who is already changing the world and and also (laughs) many times the the changing the world the better world is happening right now and i want to thank you rachel also for being this person
1: well i am honored to know you as well so uh it is the feeling is mutual
0: guys so as you hear if you are passionate about animal welfare uh, this is organization to go rachel if you could uh, tell one more time the website that you have
1: yeah it's www.thehumaneleague.com
0: okay guys so you can, help, uh, you can help by donating, you can uh, be a fundraiser, you can uh, volunteer your time. And I think the very important also, uh, it's time to guys go vegan or at least vegetarian. And, and we need to start choosing with our uh, money and, and at least start applying the Meatless Mondays. And I think this is how exactly we're going to figure out this goal, we're probably going to start from Mi- Meatless Mondays and support uh, this one this way. So, um, guys, just to let you know, we're publishing one collective goal per week, uh, and I think this about this one is, I think, our number six. So uh, soon, we're going to publish this interview with the collective goal as well. So Rachel, thank you very much, uh, pleasure to meet you, and hopefully see you somewhere there in the United States, somewhere maybe on the conference, or who knows where and how and when.
1: Absolutely. I'm excited to meet in person. Cool.
0: Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much guys um, see you in the next episode. Rachel, thank you very much once again. And yes, it's happening right now. Thank you.